Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how people can leave you alone. It can wait. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. If you've been here before, I'm really happy that you're back. As you know, I've written a book called Brief and Noise. One is about clear and concise communication. The other is around distractions and inability to focus. So many things competing with our, for our attention. And the driving force behind this podcast is singular to help you become an intentional communicator, realizing that, you know, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. So I'm thinking about the world that we live in and how difficult it is for people to disconnect. It's We're in the summer months right now, and a lot of my friends and colleagues and family are traveling. And one of my coworkers um, let me know this morning um, that she was going to be headed and she would be off the grid for a week going to Montana. Cool place to go to. I've never been there before. And But the disclosure was, hey, listen, I'm going to Montana. And if you need me for anything, you can't find me because of the place that they're going to on vacation. And that's pretty cool to be able to disconnect like that. And I think a lot of us would love to do that. And somehow on a day-to-day basis, vacations aside, don't feel like we really can because we're thinking in the back of our mind, but you know, what if something bad happens? What if there's an emergency? How are people going to find me? What's inspired me to do this podcast, a number of things. One is I had done a podcast called The Illusion of Immediacy. It was podcast number 80. So it was a while ago. And Recalling that podcast, what, it, what inspired me to do that is, is um, I think the nugget story in there was I was driving and needed to drop off something at my brother's house and was looking for my nephew. And I called him and it went to voicemail and I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, why aren't you just ready to pick up? And then started me thinking like, we're so connected that we have this illusion, this sort of madness to think that everybody that we're calling is waiting, standing by you know, waiting for our call. And if it goes to voicemail, it's like something wrong has happened. Like everybody can do everything now. Everything's now, now, now. Well, in thinking about this podcast, the title is Leave Me Alone. It can wait. I want to focus on that because I think there are times that we need to be left alone. We need that time for a number of things, to rest, to read, uh, to plan, to concentrate, to, to do deep work. And But yet people feel like, well, I can't do that because, you know, everybody's calling and I've got all these things that are sort of hot. So we're going to dive into that. Um, As I mentioned in in Ray's podcast, I'm in the process of writing another book called Quiet Works. And it really is around making silence the secret ingredient of the workday. So one of the challenges for people to do that is that they are so connected that they can't ever disconnect. And... Recently, we've opened a business in Southern Pines, North Carolina, called The Quiet Workplace. It's actually a dedicated place for quiet work. And in opening that place, and there'll be more on that to come in the weeks and months to come, talking about that, it's a, it's a very special place because you you make a reservation, you check in to this, these, these quiet spaces, and the rule is nobody can, nobody can get you. Nobody can come in there and pull you out. So once you check in, it's kind of like checking into an airplane. Once that plane takes off, you can't. They can't get you anymore. And there was a day 
when you travel that you couldn't be connected on airplanes. And that's to a great extent still true, but most planes right now are connected. So if you wanted to connect back to the internet and connect to people, you could. Um, so this place that we've created is really a refuge for people to have a place to go where nobody can find you or nobody can get you. And you could actually schedule time an hour, two hours of quiet without fear or concern that you will be interrupted. Now, if you think about our current environment, and if you wanted to think for an hour without interruption, could you actually stop people from interrupting you? Maybe. I work with a lot of clients, especially in the military, that have very critical missions in their business is emergencies and dealing with emergencies. Um, but I want us to start to get into the mindset of like, all right, well, this question that was asked to me, but what happens if somebody makes this reservation in these, in these spaces and they have, they have an emergency? And my immediate re answer was, it can wait. And we always think, and I don't want to be, you know, dark or depressing or whatever, but what if, if there's an injury or, or if somebody died? We always kind of go there in our minds. Like, well, I have to always be connected because somebody, something bad might happen. And we act like we're a 911 operator. Well, if we're like that, you always have to stay connected and you can never disconnect. Let's just kind of cut to the end of the chase here. If that's the case... Um, and we always act like we're on call, we can never disconnect. We can never really have quiet because we always have to be looking for that text message or that alert or that call. And, and we're always connected. And the, and the possibility of disconnecting is impossible because there's always an emergency. I have to be like wired to like, what if there's an emergency? What if there's an emergency? What if something bad happens? How are they going to let me know? Now, you may be familiar with um, Stephen Covey and his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I took a course of his many years ago, and there's this insight that actually connects back to General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, called the Eisenhower Principle or the Eisenhower Matrix. In Stephen Covey's world, it's the same thing. It's called the Time Management Matrix, and here's how it goes. So there's quadrants, and those quadrants are urgent and important. So if you're familiar with this, this is a little bit of a recap, but if you've not heard this before, this should be eye-opening. The way this works is activities can be categorized in one of four quadrants. Urgent and important, which is quadrant one, something that is important and do now, it's urgent and important. Quadrant two is something that's not urgent, but important, right? Something that's that's quadrant two. Quadrant two, you have things that are urgent but not important. And then finally, quadrant four, which is things that are not urgent and not important. So you can, in your own mind, go to what would fit into each quadrant in your world. But suffice it to say that something that's urgent and important would be considered an emergency. The problem is that we act in on a day-to-day -day basis that everything that we do is urgent and important. It's now, now, now. Everything's due now. Everything is responded to now. I send a message. I open a message. Everything is now, now, now. It's connected and it's immediate. And that world doesn't work because you can't prioritize anything. What ends up happening is the things that are urgent but not important, distractions, thoughts, alerts, they come to you. Urgent, answer me right now, an alert. We just changed the interest rate on your savings account. And somehow you got to drop everything and answer that. Or somebody text, texts you and has a question for you, but that, actually that question can wait. 
So the blending of all this, what's not important, not urgent, urgent, important, all sums up to like everything is urgent and everything is important. So the first thing I would ask you to do is to start looking at your life and your day, your professional day, in terms of how you act, how you are available to other people, and in how you manage that. Because you need to be able to say with confidence, leave me alone, it can wait. Because many things, we act like it can't wait, but it actually can wait. It's not urgent. It's either not urgent, it's not due now. It could be important. I need to do a budget, but I don't need to do it right now. It could be not important and not urgent, you know, so this is something I shouldn't be worrying about or even dealing with ever. And we blend this whole thing into one quadrant, which is quadrant one, urgent and important. So for the, suffice it to say that if, if we don't get this right, we'll always have to be on. We always have to drop everything and I can't plan. If we get this right, everything isn't an emergency. Um, we can disconnect. We can say safely and comfortable, no, not now. And we can take time to think. We can take time for quiet. Now, in our world, this noisy world, we act like everything is an emergency. So, and really, when you're talking to me about quiet in the workplace, honestly, Joe, this is really great as an idea, but I got to keep my phone with me because something hot might happen. And this is the point of the podcast. This is actually difficult, but I'm going to really encourage you that you can have a life where everything isn't sort of waiting for this big emergency to happen. Like, I got to keep my phone right by my bed, always in my hand, always in my pocket, because something bad might happen. Now, in the military, because I work a lot with the military, they have something called the Commander's Critical Information Requirement, CCIRs. And it's a military term that basically refers to information that's needed in a timely manner to make important, often critical decisions. Um, but these aren't always dealt with as emergencies. So you have these leaders that are thinking, okay, what are, what are, what are the requirements that would from a commander that would say that information is deemed to be critical and how it needs to be delivered? And, you know, said another way that it was explained to me, what is so important that would warrant waking me up in the middle of the night? Okay, so have to keep that in the back of your mind of like, def so as we walk through this thing, here's a couple of considerations about how we deal with that everything's an emergency or I act like that. I act like I'm a 911 operator. First is discuss it. Discuss it with your family, discuss it with your team. What actually is an emergency in your world? And it's relative, right? If I'm working in a very, very important leadership team or command, I might have a totally different set of what defines an emergency than a subordinate or a, a coworker, or a colleague or a cousin. So discuss it as a team. What actually constitutes for you an emergency that warrants immediate interruption? Like I need it now. And then you start defining it. Okay. So what is urgent and what is important? Then you start discussing time windows. Okay. What in your mind is timely and what can wait. Because if the line is, leave me alone, it can wait, you need to be able to define what is waiting. Is it a 15 minute window? Is it an hour window? Is it two to four hours? And start seeing how you treat everything like it's within one or two minutes. Okay, so what is, what is that response time window? 
obviously, if you're in a leadership position and you define a critical uh, piece of information and timely is if our stock drops more than 25% or if one of the key members of the leadership team quits or if we um, get below a threshold of cash in our account, th there's going to be like, well, I, I need to know now that this happened. I can't wait for a week. Okay. And then what's the means to alert people? Okay. I'm, I'm, it could be different for different organizations, but I mean, sometimes a call should be the most urgent thing. So, and then it's a text. And then after a text, it might be a, a, a Slack message or like a, like a, a, you know, instant message on your corporate system. Maybe it's beyond that, it's an email. And then maybe it might be a meeting. So you have these windows of like, okay, what's a minute? What's 15 minutes? Don't send somebody an email. Say, do you get my email? Okay. That, that if maybe layer, what's the means of alerting people, letting people know. And then the next piece is disconnect entirely. Once you've discussed it as a team and you've determined or defined what an emergency is, you can and should disconnect completely. Airplane mode, silent mode, go to quiet, do your time. Of course, when you do that, you're going off the grid. You are not to be found. Nobody can track your location. Nobody can contact you. You're not looking for your phone. You can leave your phone and you can be disconnected for an hour, for a half hour, for two hours, for four hours. Now, when you do that, I would recommend have one link to find you, one person. And that person should be absolutely in your mind, crystal clear that if something is really in fact an emergency, that they can find you, they can alert you. Okay. Now, if that's not an emergency, don't come looking for me. Okay. In your mind, it's got to be urgent and important at the level of an emergency. And then finally debrief, talk about it. Is it working? Are there boundaries? Um, are there criteria that are set up? And is there an acceptance of my limitations? I can't treat everything. I'm limited as a person. I can't put out fires all day long. Things can wait and should wait. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about your ability to have people leave you alone, tell them it can wait and not feel afraid this kind of fear of missing out on steroids, on amplified. Okay. Think about it. Unplug without fear. That's what success looks like. Okay. So remember this, you're a professional, not an emergency responder, not a 911 operator, unless you are just saying.